Broadcasting from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, this is KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. Can you describe to me where we are and sort of what the landscape is like and what these roads are like? Here in the back roads of Montezuma Creek, the roads are pretty rough. A lot of washboards and <laughs> a lot of curves, turns. Daylene Redhorse is taking me to her friend's house. We're driving through a really rural area of the Navajo Nation where people don't have typical addresses. The houses don't have numbers. The dirt road that we're on doesn't have a name. And at this point, we've been driving around this way and that way through the sagebrush for at least 30 minutes. But we're not lost because for the first time ever, we can use Google Maps to locate any of the homes in this area. Earlier this fall, Red Horse finished a huge project that gave new addresses to over 3,000 homes on the Navajo Nation. These new addresses are called plus codes. They're really simple coordinates based on longitude and latitude. Can you imagine trying to direct someone to a house out here without a plus code? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh, you passed that well? Okay, now you're gonna go past two more turnoffs, maybe three more curves, then you're gonna hit a four-way intersection. And... Red Horse works for a nonprofit called the Rural Utah Project, or RUP for short. Getting people to vote is a huge part of their mission. And in 2018, they realized hundreds of Utah residents on the Navajo Nation were registered to vote in the wrong district. I noticed I had the wrong school board member that I was voting for. And I'm like, this guy is not even in my district. There was a huge mix-up at the San Juan County Clerk's Office, and there was a lot of confusion about where people lived. I was pinned to be north of Bluff, but I live south of Bluff. North of Bluff put me in a whole different precinct because of what we were using for addresses. Addresses in rural places aren't like other addresses with a street name and a house number. Instead, they usually just give a direction and a distance from the nearest town. What I was using was 15 miles southwest of Bluff, County Road 436. I live in a community, but it's just my siblings. So our neighbor lives a mile away, and then from there, there's another neighbor that lives a mile away. So that we're pretty spread out. So our houses weren't numbered. We didn't have a street address. In 2015, Google started making plus codes for areas that don't have typical addresses. They mapped a grid across the whole earth, and each tiny square has its own coordinates. Can you give me an example of a plus code? Like for mine, it's 58PH plus 23, and then it'll be or Montezuma Creek is whatever it's referenced to, or wherever the house is. Got it. So the town name or the closest city comes mm-hmm. at the end. Yes. Okay. Every house on earth has had a plus code for nearly a decade, but most people don't know that. So in 2019, Rep partnered with Google to teach people on the Navajo Nation how to use the system. They went door to door and handed out signs with everyone's plus codes. And they registered people to vote with their new addresses. Before we did the addressing, we went house to house back in 2018 to do voters registration. We've always encountered people saying, why? Why am I going to register? I don't count. Nobody counts us. So what does that mean when someone says, oh, I don't count? Like, what is that history? Or what? can you give us some context about why people feel that way? A lot of people were pinned in the wrong district. So we don't know what was happening to our ballots. You know, no matter how many people have voted, knowing that it should have gone in one direction, always ended up in a different direction. And not having to speak English well, a lot of the elders were very skeptical about voting or putting their information out there. There's always been that sense like, okay, they're just using our census for fundings, but we're not getting help. 
Voter registration is just one of so many ways these new plus codes can be used. Now people can get packages delivered to their houses. They can get at-home medical treatment. Ambulances and fire trucks can find people faster. We didn't even think about the benefits of it. We started to notice UPS on the dirt road. We started noticing FedEx on the road. I worked in dialysis, and that was the, the biggest complaint from our patients was, I am tired of coming here every other day. This is all I do. I just want to stay home. I just want But they couldn't go on peritoneal dialysis because they didn't have a physical address. So I had a guy who used the plus code as a physical address and he was able to get peritoneal dialysis because I was driving home and I seen this solution truck coming down the road and I'm like, that's the same solution truck that used to stop at dialysis. I'm like, wow, I mean, it had its benefits. Somebody's house, or I, I don't remember what had happened, but EMS and fire department were easily called to that location. And that was another thing. Years before that, I would sit there because I live on the highest butte. I would sit there and just look down and that somebody's house would be on fire. But the fire truck would try to get to that house. They would use directions like five miles here and then three more miles this way. But if you get to that fifth mile, you have three or four different roads going off in different directions. So that's where um, the response time was very consuming. It was trying to figure out which road leads straight to that house. Before these plus codes, you were just using, you know, local knowledge of we know that this person lives here and just memory. Yeah, just a memory because of uh, community, how it is, you know, who, you know, where they live at. This is Herman Chi. He's the fire chief in Monument Valley. Can you remember, were there any times before these plus codes when someone gave you their address and you couldn't find their house or it took you a long time to respond? Many times, many times, yeah. Making that wrong turn. So we got paged out to a structure fire and the structure fire is just right across the river here. I was communicating with the dispatch and they just told me the okay uh, on this road that goes to that, that road off of Highway 191. That's what they told me, that's it. I said, okay. At that time it was dark and it was really snowing. I couldn't really see. So that was a challenge for me. I just, you know, took a guess, took that route, shortcut, took that wrong route. Have people started using the plus codes when they called the fire department? Yes, they do. Last week there was, you know, this, 55-year-old male that was experiencing seizure. And the location was way off-grid. All they had to do was use a cell phone to communicate with me. They gave us the location. Yeah, that's what I tell people, you know, remember your plus codes, use it. And it's so much easier for the dispatch. So you've been to this house before to give the plus code? My coworker, another girl that worked for us, and the time that she was here was when she had to call the ambulance out. Let me see which house she lives in. Red Horse and I have reached our destination. We're here to visit Adeline Sneak and her mom, Arlene Begay. Sneak has some health issues, and the day that Red Horse's coworker from Rupp came to deliver her plus code sign, she had a seizure. She called 911 and she stayed and gave the plus code to the dispatcher and then she stayed until they showed up. So that's how they easily got here too that day. Yeah. 
So have there been times in the past when you've called EMS and they came really late or it took them a long time because they got lost? Mm -hmm. Have there been any cases like that? Yeah, it, it happened before. This is Begay. At that time, it was just like seven miles. And then from after highway, this many, many miles this way and house description. It's kind of hard, especially if there's a new EMS. My sister is still with the EMS, so they usually they call her. She, which she just goes on her phone and found out that where, where they were at. They said, you guys are way too far. So go back. So they're still on the phone. And then they, so they keep on going back and tell her, it's that right there, just that turn off. Go in there, then go up the hill and go west. That's how she's telling it. So it's about a couple of times it happened. After that incident, Begay registered her daughter with Life Alert. Now she wants to add her new plus code to the Life Alert system so that dispatchers can have a more accurate address. Do you want us to, to call Life Alert yeah, and kind um, of explain to them? Hello, this is Life Alert Dispatcher 1617. Do you have an emergency? No, it's about the uh, the residence, uh, the address. I am trying to register Adeline's life alert with her physical address. Right now, we use a system called Plus Coats, which is a shortened GPS system because we don't have street names. With that, her address would be 5x7 plus Montezuma Creek, Utah. Okay, I will go ahead and input that information. And are you able to test your medical pendant right now? Okay, I'll push it. Contacting Life Alert Dispatch Center. Please stand by. Life Alert Dispatcher 943, I have received your medical pendant signal. Do you have an emergency? No. No. Test. Just a testing. Do you need it? You're still testing? Yes. So it is a good test. And is there anything else that I could help with? No. Take care. Have a good day. Call ended. Shh. So now you're safer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to walk out when you start feeling because you're feeling funny. You don't have to go, go to the next door, ask for help. You already have it right there. Once you push it, they're already alerted and they're on their way. Okay. You can find more information about this addressing project on the Navajo Nation in today's show notes. And that's it for today's show. You can find more stories on our website, kzmu.org, or wherever you listen to podcasts.